Welcome to Ho in the Know, a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. And I'm Selena the Stripper. Sadly, my co-host, the calculating Clover, is not with us today. But she's in our hearts, or rather they are in our hearts. I'm so sorry, Clover. Um, we're joined today by the stellar star Champagne. <laughs> here to talk about securing the bag URL versus IRL. Star is a queer dancer, sugar baby, camera, artist, and so much more. <laughs> Generally, the, an amazing slut. So welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've had a really fun time in New York so far. With awesome. You. Oh yeah, we're in New, New, we're York, in New York, you guys. York. So this is um, podcasting on the road for Home in the Know. We're a home on the road. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been a day. We came up here from one side of Brooklyn, and now we're on the like northern end of Brooklyn. Well, I've been driving in Brooklyn. Yes, that's a new like experience. A <laughs> it really is. Yeah, we've been spending time. Like yesterday, we went shopping for uh, knockoff uh, designer things. Oh my god, I got my Gucci bag. Yes, I got my Gucci belt. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like fully Gucci. The best part was uh, whenever the guy um, for that like particular little shop was like we don't have belts in a smaller size and then he just like took off like the buckle part and he just like ripped out these scissors <laughs> whipped out the scissors he cut the leather and then he was like okay now it's resized <laughs> and it fits perfectly now. i mean now it fits I perfect no i'm just honestly. like worried about it like slipping out i'm just like yeah. well then i'll just come back to new york and you'll just come back one. to new york and you're gonna find him at that one yeah. subway stop. so much more worth it than like actually investing in the real one i think i think so too mm-hmm. you have all of the status and none of that wallet burn I am 100% for fake designer yeah. over real designer. <laughs> and the process is great. I mean, just like you find the right woman who's like, hey, I sell bags. Look at this piece of paper. Talk about hustlers. Yes, it's really amazing. Then a guy like pulled up on a bike and like brought us the two bags we were interested in looking at. And uh, we made a selection. Yeah. And, and now I have this super cute bag that I did not pay pink. that much money for. It's like a pastel pink. If you see me post online with it, don't tell anyone it's fake. It's all, it's real. <laughs> it's very real. Under club lights, everything is real. You know what? I always say when people ask me for my real name, I always say that Star is my real stripper name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so this is like my real fake handbag. It's, it's my real fake handbag. It's really a handbag. Yeah, it's truly a handbag. It's not like it's not a handbag. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, a- not fake. I haven't imagined this handbag. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so welcome, Star Champagne. Good to be here. I'm um, a big fan of this podcast. Big fan and of the I podcast. Say, I've listened to every episode. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Very honored. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that I meant to mention, because it's like catch-up time, is I just did this ropes course last night, and it was very fun. And we learned like the basic stuff, like the, I think it's called like a Somerville knot or like a Somerville bowline or some shit like that i'm okay somebody's gonna correct me and (laughs) inform me of how you actually say these things um but it was a lot of fun and like we used a couple of other knots and it was like very much just erotic macrame which is actually the insta handle of one of my good friends um shout out to kira that's great yeah erotic macrame 
because it's just like all of these like very simple like loops and whatnot and like I realized that to do like the whole tortoise shell thing I mean of course it's complicated and I'm like a fucking amateur amateur as fuck but it was very like I can figure this out yeah there's a lot you can do as an amateur you don't have to do the most complicated ties yeah and be sexy so I also found out that there's this like um group called Hitchin Bitches if you're in the United States, uh, Hitch and Bitches is like this group uh, for rope binding classes that are directed toward like femmes. So like only femme people allowed in this thing, and you like you learn all about like I don't know I don't know if you like specifically would call it shibari, um, but it's just like rope plays type things yeah. and how to not and how to self suspend and how to suspend your partner and whatnot in rope scenes. So I'm like, wow, so exciting. That's like such an, an important kind of atmosphere to have for yeah. people because I would love to go to one of those. Yeah, and I hear that there are like chapters all over. Also, so Star, you're from like you live in Baltimore. I do, and I hear that there's like a great like uh, femme like oriented rope scene out there, like like femmes like leading the whole um binding community and all of that so yeah I think there are a lot of people a lot of queers in Baltimore playing with rope right now I think Um, so I think that um in the sex worker community there's a lot of skill sharing going on um and as always like everything I've learned about sex work is from other sex workers yeah um and the same applies to rope yeah (laughs) But there's also, you know, a lot of, like, fun rope things happening uh, outside of the context of sex work. Oh, yeah, of course. Just, of course. Like, there's just and uh, the kink community in Just general. kink community stuff in general. Yeah. But it is always good to, like, have additional tools in your toolkit as a sex worker because we tend to hop around. Totally. I've even seen uh, strippers at the club wearing, like, shibari on their tops. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's hot. I like mm-hmm. that. I I mean, I mostly see, like, people in harnesses and, yeah, like, harnesses uh, collars. Sure. I see, like, a lot of harnesses, a lot of collars. Sometimes I wear collars. And then, like, a lot of butt plugs. <laughs> like, mostly, like, the jeweled butt plug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking yesterday about, like, bedazzling, like, some kind of, like, Gucci or some shit on, yeah, like, putting, a like, a, the Gucci belt logo thing, like, on a butt plug. Oh, somebody needs Designer to make that right no, that's like, my designer butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you pay this primo price. And think of how much money you would make if you're like on the stage, you bend over and you whip wow. out your designer butt plug. Yes. And it's going to be like, Ooh, whoa. She's expensive. I think she's Chanel, actually. <laughs> that's a Chanel butthole. That's a Chanel butthole. That's a Louis butthole. It's great. That's a Gucci butthole. It's a Gucci butthole. <laughs> I think mine would be Gucci just because I seem to be on a Gucci cake. I mean, I like the Gucci vibe, you yeah. know? It's very glam. Okay, so every episode we begin with a segment we call Historical Hose. And historical hoes honors our hoe ancestors out there, living and dead. So a variety of people all over the world, all gender orientations, all kinds of amazing hoes out there. So this week, we are not honoring a single person, but instead the group of sex workers who unionized and ran the Lusty Lady, a strip club and peep show spot in San Francisco. So I got my information from an article written by uh, Lily Barana for The Atlantic, um, an article by Lauren Smiley in The New Yorker, some uh, another article 
called, oh no wait, uh, a documentary called Live Nude Girls Unite, a documentary by Julia Query, and uh, Chiz Film Jewish Movie Reviews. Somehow, okay, <laughs> the Jewish reviews are all over talking about sex work in a weird way. Like, I really? don't even understand. Yeah, like, the, of my last episode, um, I talked about um, Sheila Vogelkoop, the oldest sex worker in the UK. Mm-hmm. And she, like, there was this massive article written by, like the, like, the Jewish Times or something like that. And I was like, what? And, it, and also the way that they referred to her is, like, the... Uh, the uh, octogenarian member of a liberal synagogue. Wow, that's a lot of words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, like, they could have said that much more concisely. Right. And yet. I, like, don't even understand. But I love it, though. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? That's the context. I do remember seeing this film, Live Nude Girls Unite. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's man. cute, you should watch it. I haven't watched it. I feel so bad. I'm, like, citing it, but also I have not watched it You have it some yet. homework to do. I do. I have so much homework to do. Homework. Homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, once upon a time, there was a shitty peep show slash strip club in San Francisco called The Lusty Lady. It wasn't much, but it was, like, surprisingly feminist and there was like a big like queer punky scene and like it was very like humorous about the way that it handled things like um it was like they had a mascot called the master gator (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, great yeah why don't we have a mascot why don't we why don't we have any mascots um so dancers also received an hourly wage or so i don't know if I want to call it not just dancers, but also peep show workers. It was mm-hmm. primarily peep show. And like, so it would be like you go into the area and you can like play the coins and people are behind the glass and you watch the show of yes. like people dancing or um, performers like having simulated sex and stuff like that. They're so. in like a fishbowl. They're in like a fishbowl. windows, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or wasn't it mirrors? It was like a mirror fishbowl. Yeah. And yeah. the mirrors are like the kind of mirrors that you can see through oh one-way mirrors is that so actually i don't even know but you can kind of see the layout of it when you watch the when you watch the documentary um i remember that there was like fuzzy carpet or something but Mm. it it was just like this white fuzzy environment and i remember all the dancers talking about how like if one of them got sick they would just all get sick because yeah. they're literally in a fishbowl with each other I mean, other that's how it is, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in any strip club, it's like one girl is sick and then half of the club is knocked out. Yep. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So they received an hourly wage of like 15 to $20, which is not bad. And then they got tips on top of that. But I like wonder how much... I don't know precisely what it costs to view the peep show, if it was like in dollars or like $5 or if it was just coins. I think it's quarters. Yeah, I think it's like quarters. So I mean, it makes sense that they would have an hourly wage. So it was an interesting spot. But on the other hand, um, hiring and firing practices were unfair. Workers would have their salaries reduced for being a few minutes late or missing a meeting. And they were not allowed to call in sick and denied health care (laughs) benefits. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. And even though it's illegal, dancers were categorized by race and only one dancer of color was scheduled per shift which made it really difficult. So, like, if you couldn't show up for a shift and you were a black girl, you had to, like, find another black girl to cover your shift, but you couldn't cover the shift of a white girl. Mm -hmm. So that was obviously very fucked. Um, So the women were, like, sexually harassed uh, by their bosses and encouraged to engage in illegal activities, quote-unquote. 
I mean, I guess it's kind of like on par for typical strip club. It sounds familiar. It sounds very familiar. Yeah. It sounds like the, the experience in like 99% of strip clubs. Yep. For sure. The final straw came when the management refused to enforce its no-camera policy, and that was when the dancers decided to unionize. So in 2003, Lusty Lady became the first unionized, cooperatively-owned strip club in the U.S. They joined the Service Employees International Union, and now the unionized dancers uh, purchased the business, or they then purchased the business for $400,000 and established the Workers' Co-op. So for $300 a piece, um, dancers and support staff could buy a stake in the business and a vote in all decisions affecting it. But sadly, uh, voting in the union was the easiest part. Negotiating the contract with management was super difficult. And so like the club was like super shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and they, the dancers say that like part of the issue was that there was a lack of funding for that. But also the co-op structure made it so that everybody had to agree on everything. And so it was really hard to like come together and have like a united decision about any renovations or like pooling money and all of that. So Mm -hmm. it really became an impediment um, and it was like hard to make quick business decisions. Um, So they the workers like considered scrapping the co-op model whenever they ran into some financial trouble. But it's like they said, you know, we felt like the whole world was watching us and, you know, we felt we had to make it, which there's so much pressure whenever you are like this, like, I don't know, they were, it seems like such a beacon of hope and like the idea of unionizing sex workers, like, and strippers are like one of the few groups that are like a legal form of sex work. Right. And it makes sense that it like wouldn't go perfectly well the first time. Yeah, of course there's going to be no kind of like yeah models we have no precedent yeah yeah this was like really the first dive into it definitely so it's really hard to unionize oh my god it is so hard because there's like a million and one issues and Mm -hmm. also like the reason why we're so easily like disenfranchised is because of like all of these issues because there's like you know a lot of really young people a lot of people who don't have like uh regular immigration statuses a lot of people who are poor or like undereducated yeah who are just coming in and out of the business yeah and a lot invest of three hundred dollars yeah exactly yeah. um people who are like civvies ask me all the time why strippers haven't unionized yet and i just want to like shake them be yeah like, <laughs> because it's very complicated it, it's so it's complicated not that simple it's really not that simple. if we could believe me we would yeah and so like on top of that this guy named forbes uh bought the building that housed the lusty lady um and he doubled the club's rent so they originally had one rent and then they formed the co-op and then this guy was like we're gonna double this rent expectation jesus yeah why and i guess like so he said it had been uh, well under the market rate for adult establishments this is what his thing is okay. but i doubt sure. that i mean so and it also like forbes had like bought i think a number of other strip clubs so he was like financially involved with multiple strip club businesses yeah um and so he was like it's not the adult industry it's just like they can't pay my rent and like it they did to be fair have trouble paying rent like they were like delinquent on rent for multiple months mm-hmm. so they hired this guy named pharrell um a, an amiable porn model is how they describe him in this <laughs> article um i mean you know he seems like he tried he 
to he so he worked out a deal with the co-op so that he could make unilateral financial decisions he's like um so he like had this great contract where he could make anything like any deal on the fly because like the co-op need know that they needed to be able to have that flexibility to like make these unilateral decisions because they were fucking tanking mm-hmm. um so he like wanted to renovate it and he wanted to like broadcast the peep shows on the internet using webcams and try to oh. like get into the camming industry cool not a bad idea to be honest no not at all especially considering that that was like pretty much one of the later like surviving peep shows um but anyway all of that capitulated after pharrell uh unilaterally announced the closure in an email sent out to workers in the wee hours of a tuesday morning and he beseeched them quote to have our exit be dignified lucrative and fun oh yeah it's pretty sad that is sad i mean peep shows really don't exist in the same way anymore no they really don't i mean it's like most of it is like you have to Maybe go to, like, a sex store somewhere, like, and maybe it'll exist. Is camming, like, what peep shows turned into? I think maybe. I feel like it kind of transitioned. Because it kind of is like that, you know? Yeah. You just, like, put tokens in a machine. Yeah, exactly. To yeah. see a show for a little while. Yeah, except that, well, I mean, it's like... Free. except Yeah, it's free. And also, like, if you pay the tokens, it's because you want to, like, direct it. So you're like, okay, so now I'm making my own porno, and this is what I want you to do. Right. Put your feet on something that looks like a carrot. <laughs> so yeah it's anyway it's kind of sad that this all happened but um you know it was like a really brave first attempt and I think a lot of people have very mixed feelings about it because unionizing kind of caused ended up causing like the job loss for a lot of people who depended on it but also it's so important to try and advocate and like have your workers rights yeah and who knows how long the peep show would have lasted yeah i mean it seemed like it faced like a lot of external issues like culturally right like just being a peep show yeah you know like being a peep show having everything at arm's length and i think one of the things that um some of the articles mentioned was that like the peep shows were very much like nobody gets to tell you what you do you only do what you want to do and like and the like the dancers would just be like, ha, you're trying to get me to do something. I only do what I want to do. And <laughs> that was so okay. Yeah. That's really nice that there's like not repercussions for that. Yeah. I mean, it's you can say no kind of idyllic, but, um, yeah. So that's the story of the lusty ladies. So shout out our historical hoes, the lusty ladies. love historical hose. Yeah. It's a great segment. Thanks. I just, you know, I feel like it's good to get in touch with our ancestors and, you know, know what other people have done and their successes and failures. The and oldest profession. The oldest. The oldest. People oh, have oh. been sledding around for money for Ever. as long as people have had genitals genitals yeah. <laughs> and money i guess and money <laughs> money and, is involved or also i mean conflict resolution i think yeah. of like bonobos like having sex after like arguments or, or whatnot and like solving like uh extra group conflicts through sex True. it doesn't and have orgies. to be money it's just like some kind of gain it's a bartering yeah, thing yeah bartering. i mean it could be bartering it could be like financial gain but mm-hmm. historically you know it's been many things yeah it's a good way to get what you want it is um so hey what's up star hi so let's get into some of these questions let's do it 
So how did you get into the sex work industry? Oh my gosh, what a journey it has been. (laughs) (laughs) So I started getting curious and into sex work when I was in my very last year of high school. Oh. Um, When I was 18, um, I started diving into the world of Craigslist ads. Oh my god, Um, yes, like everybody. Like everybody, back when Craigslist was like really good for this kind of stuff. Yeah, the personal. Before SESTA-FOSTA. Before SESTA-FOSTA. So I was mostly interested in doing like nude photo shoots for amateur photographers. Um, I was interested in sugaring at first. I remember like getting a seeking arrangement account oh my god um, same taking photos of myself in my underwear with my like <laughs> laptop webcam and oh being my like, god oh, is this good enough you know yes, yes. <laughs> um i really so had no idea what i was photos. doing yeah i would like had no idea how to do like any kind of safety precautions um same i remember i had a date once where I met this dude for coffee because <laughs> he was going to take nude photos of me. Mm-hmm. And during the coffee date, he gave me $100 in cash and he was like, go get your nails done for the photo shoot. And uh, I remember I just kept the $100. Yeah. And I didn't get my nails done and mm-hmm. I never made a second appointment with him. <laughs> and I just felt so stoked that I had like gotten $100 yeah. for doing nothing. Um, and I think that like was the first like initial money high I had ever gotten wow. from doing something like mm-hmm. that. And I hadn't even like done the work yet. Mm-hmm. I literally had just met him for coffee mm-hmm. um, and I was hooked. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, then. So what did your seeking arrangement profile consist of? Oh my God. So, okay. Also for those who don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got it. So for those of you who don't know, seeking arrangements is like one of the core, like finding a sugar daddy sites that mm-hmm. exist out there. Um, or <laughs> they call it like a mutually beneficial financial relationship. At least legally. Yeah, it's, it's some <laughs> They're like, we don't sell sex. It's totally not. We sell relationships and right. mentorships. Actually, oh, yeah, I love we, a mentor. Yeah, I love a mentor. <laughs> are, and are I any rich mentors out there. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeah. tell me. Yeah, so um, seeking arrangement was like the second. Uh, so wait, what did I you? Tried. How did you find people on Craigslist? So Craigslist was just uh, like I would search girls or nude. Nude is a really good search. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I found a lot of different kinds of um, advertisements. A lot of advertising for like studios who are looking for cam girls. Studios who are looking for porn models. Um, oh yeah, that's like the, an interesting thing is like the whole cam studio. Right. There were like people looking to fly you out and shoot you. Um, which is really something that doesn't exist on Craigslist anymore. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was just, like, assorted ads that I was wading through, and I, I wasn't super successful on that, um, which is why I decided to switch to Seeking. Um, and so my profile, I Did remember... Did you use your real name? No, I don't remember what name I was. It was definitely not Star. It was something really, like, basic, (laughs) normal-sounding. I wish I knew what name. It was probably, like, Sarah or something. Um, I think it might have been, honestly. Sarah. Yeah, such a boring name. Well, it's very believable. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember the first time I met up with um, someone off of seeking arrangement. Mm-hmm. I had already moved to Baltimore. I think I was in my freshman year of college. And, mm-hmm. um, I 
met this dude at a coffee shop at a Barnes and Noble in wow. Virginia. Wow, fancy. And we Show agreed that he would box. give me $300 for the date. And it went very badly. He was really like weird and awkward. And he tried to put something in my uh, chai latte. What? Yeah, like very blatantly in front of me. He tried to fucking roofie you? I don't know what he put in it. I'm assuming it was roofie, but I saw him put something in my drink. Oh my God. Like, that's terrifying yeah it was really scary and wait you said you were in virginia and i was in virginia and i was like baby sex worker so i really didn't know how yeah, to handle yeah. that situation i thought the best thing to do would be not say anything if this happened to me now by the way i would be like screaming at this man yeah in the barnes and noble but, oh my fucking god um, what I did just, he look like um he was wearing like a suit he was like a middle-aged black man um i don't know much about him yeah <laughs> yeah he was really awkward uh-huh um trying to get a lot more than what he was willing to pay for yeah i mean 300 dollars. yeah so he tried to roofie me and then uh i didn't get the money up front like an idiot and oh at the end of the day i was like okay so where's the money and he gave me 60 doll hairs oh my god no and tried to kiss me oh my god so we never met up again. <laughs> it was the whole that. ordeal, and it kind so of. So wait, did you did you go out to Virginia to meet him? Yeah, I had a friend drive. Me. And you were in Baltimore. Yes. Oh my god, you yeah. went to a whole other state. I did. I no, did. no, I mean like fucking the same kind of shit has happened to me using oh, yeah, seeking arrangements to everyone, especially yeah. when you're like first starting and you don't know how to screen people or look for. Because there's flags. no vetting. There's like, no way to vet people. And like I don't. I didn't know this for a long time when I was started starting to get into in-person sex work but you can literally like pull out say no call people on their bullshit yeah like uh if that happened to me now i definitely would have like said something as soon as i saw him put something in my drink oh my god you know it would have been over but yeah i mean i still for me it's still hard to speak up sometimes like i guess i just have like a very i don't i don't know i think i'm too soft like on people like i'll be like i'll be I'll just go away from the situation before I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing putting that shit in my drink? Right. And I think it would be amazing if I was more aggressive that way. I think it's hard. It's something you have to learn over and over. Yeah, that you have to unlearn. There are days when I'm good at it, and there are days when I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's complicated. Yeah, it depends on so many things. Yeah, so... I mean, I remember, like, I made a... I made a Seeking Arrangements profile, Mm -hmm. and my first handful of people were like... (laughs) This guy who's like, I'm into exotic girls. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're black and what? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I feel like I've met him before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, as you might guess, like a very regular potato-y white man mm-hmm. with dark hair and certainly button-up shirt, nothing to write home about. Um, and yeah, I just, I like was shopping for sugar daddies in New York and it did not turn out to be much better than anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a lot of people here. It's a a lot lot of people. I had like one guy who I went on a date with and he was like, I'm not making a lot of money right now, but I will be one day. And I was like, <laughs> um, okay, so like, do you want me to invest in you? Yeah, or what do you like, want well, right now? Me? It seemed like he was like looking for a real girlfriend to like build, and mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are you on this site? It is clearly about financial relationships. A lot of these clients are delusional. They're so but we delusional. We need them to be delusional, in and some you ways. do for sure. Yeah. But it's just like it's so hard to vet people whenever you're like searching online for yeah, clients. Totally. So, sugaring was like the first 
like figuring in Craigslist was like the first kind of sex work mm-hmm. I did. But after that, I kind of like decided to take things digital. So um, I think I took it in the direction of phone sex operator. Oh, me too. After that. Did you um, do it? Did you? I did it. I was a phone sex operator. Oh, wow. Um, I was, yeah, and then I got into camming. How many like, hours did you put in, like, being on the line for people? I did it quite a bit. Um, I did it while I lived in a dorm, <laughs> and I had two roommates who I didn't know, and they lived on, and the rooms uh, on either side of me, so I was mm-hmm. in the middle, and... Um, they probably just heard me having crazy phone sex like every day and we're like what is wrong with this girl yeah, they're like what's what is why this? is my roommate so sexual and only on the phone they had no idea that i was getting paid for it and that i wasn't like being genuine with these people you know do but, you think you spent like like if you had to put an hour amount on it like two hours five hours it totally day? depends on um if i got a a good caller mm. or not so there was like a line i could be on where i was paid a lot less but they just took you up with people yeah and then if someone saw my profile and specifically called for me i would get paid a lot more oh that's nice so if i got a client calling me specifically i would maybe talk to them for like an hour and i would make enough money from that to feel good about it yeah but if i was like just on the other line where I'm getting matched up with people who think that I'm just calling into a phone sex line as well. They don't know I'm an operator. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get paid significantly less. I think it was 30 cents a minute for that uh-huh. versus my rate of one ninety nine mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah. Um, so it's like 30 bucks an hour prox. Yeah. So I, I didn't make bank. I mean, like, that's not bad money, to be honest. No. I mean, I it depends, not. but yeah. Um, I didn't make bank. I made... <laughs> Uh, like I was a dishwasher at the time too. So I was like, you know, hustling in multiple ways. Um, but it was like supplementing my income and it was something I could do while like smoking weed or doing my yeah, homework. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to put on makeup for right, it. Right. I could be at home. The best part was that I could describe my appearance as anything. Yeah. Uh, I would always say I had enormous boobs. I have very small boobs. <laughs> I have enormous boobs. Triple D's. Yes. You don't even know what to do with these. They're actually F cups. <laughs> They're everywhere. It's great anime titties anime titties Mm -hmm. they're like they're like fucking missiles on my chest yep you don't even know you You don't even know (laughs) (laughs) and so you went from phone sex and then you got into camming yeah i think that was my next transition was to camming and how did camming go for you initially initially it sucked and i didn't make any money um (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah initially i started on chatterbait Mm -hmm. um i started what's chatterbait like Okay, so Chatterbait is, I think, maybe the most well-known... I think so, too. ...campsite. For, um, like, partners and singles. Yeah, so um, there are a lot of, like, group shows on Chatterbait. There are a lot of couples. There are a lot of orgies. A lot of studio-produced stuff. studio-produced stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of just a crazy free-for-all. Yeah. Um, and they have, like, so many people performing at a time yeah. that I had a really hard time standing out, um, especially because... I didn't have the right equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have good lighting. You know, I was using yeah. my like, uh, laptop webcam. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That's not high speed. Yeah. And like my laptop was slow. My internet was slow. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the microphone quality was probably bad. Yeah. Like no matter how hot you are, if your show doesn't look good, yeah. you're probably not going to get a lot of viewers. Um, and on Chatterbait, there's this like, like this little HD um, 
like symbol that shows up in your stream mm-hmm. if you have a HD stream. Yeah. And if you look at the front page, all, all of, of the front page are streamers HD. are HD. Yeah. So They're, the quality is very good for yeah. a lot of these. It's important. There's so many interesting like cam, um, like what is it? Like different producers and whatnot. Like. Mm-hmm. I love some of the angles. I remember one time I was on Chatterbait, just like browsing the content out there, and I saw this like low shot. So it was like worm's eye shot upwards of this, and it was just like genitals, and it was mm-hmm. very wet. It was like it was like fucking on a chair, looking up at the genitals, and just like there, I could just see so much lube, and it looked like they wow. they like turkey bastard <laughs> like filled this person's vagina with like lube and the the male part or whatever was like fucking the shit out of it and just like it was wet 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 it was just gushy wow (laughs) yeah i feel like i've seen some very like extreme things on cam which is like kind of the appeal of it yeah look at these people and their bodies who can do things that i can't do like it's 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 happening right now it's happening exactly it's happening right now yeah so like okay, so you have a Chatterbait account. I do, and then well, I, did. Well, I you guess did. I still do. I mean, I did. Um, <laughs> I did too at a time. I actually do, but I don't ever answer those emails or like yeah. get back into it. So uh, Chatterbait was like only sometimes successful with me. I was camming with uh, people who I wanted to sleep with, my partners, mm-hmm. other cam girls. Um, and I noticed I was, like, more successful when I was doing group shows. But mm. honestly, part of me was just, like, getting off to it. Like, I am a little bit of an yeah. exhibitionist. Yeah, yeah. I um, didn't mind that, like, a lot of people were watching me. I thought it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't you, making like, money off of it for, like, the first... Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I did it um, for, like, a couple months not making very much money. And then I got into stripping and kind of forgot about it for a little while. And then got back into it... Uh, maybe in like December or November of last year. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, wait, do you use Chatterbait now? No, I don't use Chatterbait anymore. What do you use? I am on, you can find me on Spank Chain. Spank Chain. Spank Live. Um, and you can also find me on my free cams. So like, what's the difference between Chatterbait, Spank Chain, and my free cams? Oh my gosh. Okay, so we already talked about Chatterbait a little bit. Yeah. That's like Oh, well, okay. So like just one. to kind of just to kind of like clarify. So in Chatterbait, you have like your room that you create which is like your live video and then there's like an ongoing uh, chat uh, on the side of like your the streaming video that you see like you see yourself and whatnot yeah. and and people can tip you and people tokens. can tip you and if they have like tokens and they're able to like message you mm-hmm. um I don't know if it's like private or if it's just within the group I forget um, um you can allow privates if you want I turn them off and I charge for them yeah definitely yeah. but um so and there's like a token conversion rate that I think is really important to mention. Yes. So one token to a cam girl is five cents. And yeah. that's not what you're buying it for. No, um, you're buying it for like a dollar, aren't you? Something it's, like that. I just bought some tokens recently, but I bought, I think it was like 500 tokens, which for me as a cam girl would be $25. Mm-hmm. And I bought it for like $40. Oh yeah, so, so. Yeah, it's quite a difference in what the viewers are spending versus yeah. what the actual cam girl is making. Or cam yeah, model. I mean, so many like tippers like to only tip like one token. Yeah, they they think it's cute. They it's like it's you cute. literally just threw a nickel at me. Exactly, or like, like they'll tip like you know one token, but like ten times in a row just to be like, 
get here get, get listen to, to me like pay attention to me yeah it's and cute like, but you I have to do it a lot care, in order yeah. for me to be impressed yeah i really yeah. don't care for a long time like you should at least tip me in 10 10 token i mean a lot of camming but... is pretending that you're like enthusiastic about yeah. very small amounts of money being thrown at you yeah um so let's get into some of the differences between these sites because yeah. the um the token exchange rate is something I want to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I use Spank Chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spank Live is an amazing uh, kind of newer site mm-hmm. um, that operates in cryptocurrency. Oh. So I get paid in um, their version of tokens is called Booty. And ah. Booty is the same as Ethereum. So I get paid in Ethereum, um, which is a cryptocurrency similar to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um and because they're doing this site in cryptocurrency, my payout is 95%. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. That's really good. That's such a better rate than like the standard sites. So one token being five cents on a Chatterbait is nothing compared to Spank Live, where one booty is one US dollar. Okay. So the smallest amount that someone can tip me is one dollar. Okay, which is so much more reasonable. Like that's so like much more reasonable. getting into stage tip levels. Yeah. Um, and people who are into cryptocurrency who have uh, found this site tend to be more comfortable spending that kind of money. Yeah. Um, it's a lot less traffic than Chatterbait. Really? Um, the most people I have in my room at a time is maybe like eight people. Oh, um, huh. I might even be the only person streaming at a time. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's like very site. like ground level. Yeah, it's in beta still. Wow. But I still make the same money on that site that as I do on uh, my free cams. Really? And I can expect to make good consistent income. Um, and okay, so can you do partnered or is it just like single solo? Yeah, yeah you can do group shows. I perform with shout out to Bailey Stone um, all the time. Mm-hmm. I've also performed with Lila Thorne, shout out um, <laughs> on Spank Live. Um, and the models, because there's only a couple of us, um, I'm friends with a lot of the other performers just through like going into their rooms and being like, hey, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a cute little community. We all look out for each other. That's sweet. Yeah. It's wow. really nice. I love Spank Live. So what about My Free Cams? My Free Cams. My Free Cams is more similar to Chatterbait, except um, they don't allow men. Um, yeah, no male performers. No male performers. Um, and it's very like girl next door kind of like we want to know your personality like yeah uh we want to talk to you about your life and we also want you to jerk off but um <laughs> i feel like they really want to know the individual more so mm-hmm. um i feel like i'm on myspace when i'm on my free cams like, <laughs> just the layout of the site is super yeah old. i mean it's very old school very looking old. it's like uh, they have not updated that coding in exactly. ages so but i get a lot more viewers because there's a lot more traffic do um, you ever like r- recruit people to sp- spank chain is it spank i've chain? never done that no i usually am streaming on both at the same mm. time oh that makes sense yeah. does it how much of your bandwidth does it eat up is it like easy to stream uh, simultaneously yeah so i bought super fast internet ah, just to be successful that's very important cam. yeah i invested in this i have the whole setup now i have the circle light i have uh-huh. the hd webcam i have the fast internet i even have like a section in my room devoted to being my cam setup so that that's i have smart. somewhere to work other than my bed yeah I, I remember whenever i was camming um i had like a i brought a light kit and so i would just like have to set up the lights all over the room like me and my mm-hmm. partner would like 
put them like strategically around so we wouldn't have too much like cash shadow. But then like there was problems with like being really blown out and the light and just like all of this extra stuff. I kind of love being blown out by the light because then they can't <laughs> see my flaws. <laughs> I mean, I also wonder how it translates because I mean, we see one image streaming and then I wonder like if the quality is different on their end. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, definitely. So, like, what's some interesting requests that you've gotten? Oh, my God. So many. So, on my free cams, I'm able to do private shows. Mm -hmm. I also sell Skype shows. Ah. Um, Oh, yeah. Skype shows are better, honestly, because it's, like, you You get get the money directly. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I love doing Skype shows. Yeah. Um, So, let's see. What do I have i had i've had some weird requests i have a fin sub on cam oh my god shout out to my fin sub hell yeah um so financial sub yes that is financial sub he gets off on emptying his wallet wow hot Mm -hmm. it's great that's like the best kind to have yes 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 indeed um i'm trying to think of weird ones oh when i was first getting into camming i even remember this username Mm -hmm. i was camming with a friend of mine um and a uh, certain Dr. Joanna, I remember, <laughs> came into our room, and that was mm-hmm. his username, Dr. Mm-hmm. Joanna. And he wanted us to do, like, endurance mm-hmm. play. So we had to stand on one foot for as long as we could. Oh, my God. Do as many jumping jacks as we could. Mm-hmm. Like, exercises, but, oh, like, yeah. the endurance of these really simple exercises. And were you, like, was his kink. in clothes? Like I think I was... Either naked or mostly naked. Yeah. Like, I'm always in lingerie when I'm on cam. I'm never, like, mm-hmm. just normal in my street clothes. You know? Yeah, I yeah. I always do it up, but... Well, you have, like, a thing that you mentioned um, to me privately, which is, like, you do, like, a sweater and stuff and oh, panties. Oh, yeah. Like Sometimes the... I like to wear, like, a t-shirt and just, yeah, very, like, like an oversized next t-shirt door. And, a, and some panties because I'm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, girl next door. It's yeah. believable. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. you know, like, I'm your girlfriend and I woke up in your apartment like this. I'm wearing your shirt. shirt. Yeah, it's really, yeah, you can kind of control your image however you want. Mm -hmm. I just love underwear. I love it. I have so much of it. I think my favorite part of uh, sex work in general is just putting together the look. So I Mm -hmm. really go for it with all my shows. Oh, you do, for sure. I do. Well, I mean, in general, you do. I wear a very long wig. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a whole transformation. It's a whole transformation Mm -hmm. into star. Yes. Who, how, can you like distra- describe Star? Yes, so for those who don't know Star Champagne, she is that bitch. <laughs> she is bratty. Uh, she wears a lot of pink and glitter. Um, yeah, pink is definitely like a staple of Star, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I got the name Champagne is because I sell so much champagne. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> Star sells the bottles. Yes, and the glasses. Um, I love drinking champagne at the club, so yeah. that's another trait. I'm really, like, flashy when I'm at the club and mm-hmm. doing, like, all this crazy pole work and, and you're like, always hair flips. And yeah, you're in, like, silver or, like, you know, like, um, metallic shiny Yeah, I like metallic stuff. shiny stuff. Um, I always have something star-shaped on me. I have oh my God. star earrings, star bra. And uh, last Halloween, <laughs> let's talk about it. I was Patrick Star. Yes, you're and my Patrick friend Star. was SpongeBob, <laughs> but like stripper version. Yes, at the strip club. It was really hot, it and was it was so like funny. I got it. 
It was amazing. So we also convinced the DJ to put on the uh, SpongeBob trap remix. Wow. And we did a routine where SpongeBob was spanking me with a spatula. Oh my God. (laughs) It was so hot. That's beautiful. But all these old men at the club hadn't seen spongebob and had no idea what we were doing yeah they had no idea what we were it was so (laughs) funny wow like what a generational gap moment it's amusing yeah i mean did the other dancers get it Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's what matters matters. true they thought it was so funny like i mean it's like you're hot that's all that they came for the other stuff it's for us they did not understand why i looked the way i looked but like it was fine (laughs) why no reason like a Patrick Star. I'm a star. I'm Patrick Star. Come on. Yeah, it was perfect for me. So whenever you're camming, um, do you like masturbate and do like sex stuff? Or what do you find yourself doing mostly? I do. You do? Sex stuff. You do the sex stuff. But I also don't do sex stuff. Um, it depends. So I, I set up my rooms kind of um, goal oriented. So whether or not I get off is up to the viewers. Yeah. Um, I start out with my first goal being titty time. And mm. That's when I get topless. And then my second goal is naked. And then my third goal is usually some kind of sexual thing. Yeah. If, it, if I'm solo, you know, maybe it's toy play. If mm-hmm. I'm performing with someone else, it's uh, maybe us doing something to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third goal is like definitely sex yeah in some way some sex and some then... sexy stuff um and i define sex very loosely oh yeah i so. mean I, I feel the same way yeah um like just for other people who are maybe not as open how are the ways that you would describe sex um anything stimulating <laughs> anything involving toys anything involving genitals or maybe like uh kind of like kinky dynamic mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't even have to involve genitals yeah but it can it can and it can do often anything. does yeah. um so much <laughs> so much, so, much. <laughs> yeah, so i do a lot of different stuff on cam and sex is definitely one of the things i do but so do you have like do you get off very much or do you like feel like you like fake the orgasms at, at after a point that's a good question um i enjoy genuinely getting off on cam Mm -hmm. um i think it can be a really rewarding part of the work for me that like oh shit i just came and made a (laughs) hundred dollars wow i got paid to do that that's crazy that's great you know um and i like that i can't say that i am able to come every time that Mm -hmm. it's demanded of me so I, I mean, have, it's also like it's kind of grueling a lot of times. Yeah. Like you're on cam for hours. Yeah, I am on cam for hours, but I'm not jerking off the whole time. Yeah, it's only for like short bursts usually. Um, and I have faked orgasms on cam, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, it's something you got to do sometimes. Um, but I've had a lot of real orgasms on cam as well. I th- so yeah, both. I had a lot of real orgasms too, and it was just like. After a while, it got to be exhausting. Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, man. Another one? Another <laughs> one? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so how did you build your fan base? Uh, lots of work. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think people don't understand. Without, yeah. like, any fan base. Um, I think just having, like, literally any kind of social media platform like i have twitter i have only fans i have instagram i have many vids i have fet life i have like literally anything you mm-hmm. name it i got it and yeah <laughs> the links to all my other pages are on that page yes um 
You have to like have like this like link wormhole. It's like I have so many links. You can find me on anything. It's a link chain. <laughs> it is. Um, so I think I got my clientele just by being on cam regularly. Yeah, and that's by, very important. Uh, being like plugged in on all of these different platforms mm-hmm. there's like so many pl- different platforms that relate to others like if i want to advertise my shows for spank chain i probably need to do that on discord which is something i don't know much about but i just Ugh. started using but if i want to advertise discord? discord oh my god don't make me explain discord i don't <laughs> even know that well i think people use it for gaming okay or it's just like a forum platform. Does yeah, anyone okay. know what Discord is? Does anybody so, know? <laughs> phone a friend. Um, I just know that I can. Uh, I've, like I've been told that I should, be, I should be like doing Twitch more too. I've heard that that's. Oh a wait, good maybe word. that's the gaming one. Twitch is the gaming. Yeah. I think that's streaming. It's streaming. Discord is more about talking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So, like, you have your Twitter and you have your Instagram. Yes. I just, your Instagram. I have to be posting like all the time. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you really have to like continue I take, your like, web presence. Yeah. Like photos every time I'm online and mm-hmm. say, Hey, I'm online. Here are the links, you know, post it on as many platforms as I can to get viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have clients that follow me on Twitter and Instagram now just to know when I'll be online. Yeah. Yeah. Do you tell people when you're like, for example, going on vacation? Um, yes. If they specifically ask where I've been and mm-hmm. they want to see me, I had a client message me, uh, on Twitter this week because I hadn't been online in a, a week and he was like, star, I miss you. Where I have you been? You. I was My like, girlfriend. Uh, I, I got a cold, you know? Yeah. You, I did you, get a cold. you did legitimately get a cold. And there's nothing sexy about coughing up mucus on cam (laughs) yeah oh man but i have definitely been getting over a cold and like been full of so much snot and just been in a lap dance wiped my nose and then wiped it on a guy's leg (laughs) (laughs) it was a very nasty moment we've all been there it was bad but i'd like to think we've all been there (laughs) yeah they kind of my little gift it's all good (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't mind not not that he knew (laughs) Yeah, we were funny. like talking earlier about like uh other pant mishaps in the club too like mm. menstruating yes. and stuff and like oh, getting some menstrual blood on people it's happened that happens um, or like uh needing to take a shit gotten gum on a customer. gum on a person yep <laughs> oh man clover was like watching some guy um there was like a giant piece of gum on oh, the chair. Oh, this was in the podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like sudden. I'm oh. like, oh, I love that. I had a similar experience actually mm-hmm. when my sugar daddy was visiting me in the club one time. Uh, there was a customer being very rude um, and just coming up to me while we were sitting together. Like I was with my daddy, mm-hmm. we're having a conversation. And this customer keeps on coming behind me and like touching me and being, like, hey, hey. Well, I'm clearly busy with someone. Yeah, it's like, stop touching me to so begin with. So while he was up uh, in the bathroom, my sugar daddy takes this big glob of gum out of his mouth and puts it in the chair that he was sitting in. Oh, man. And he comes back and sits down in that <gasps> chair. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. Shout out to sugar daddies who take revenge for their yeah, sugar babies. Who like, take some revenge. It's very sweet. Yeah, except fuck that guy now. But yeah, whatever. except fuck that guy, you know. <laughs> it's sugar over. daddies, they come, they go. We broke up. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah, that's a whole thing that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you are camming how many days a week? It totally depends. Um, so, I'm 
full-time sex worker full-time stripper full-time cam girl uh i have a lot of work to do i like to space it out so that when i'm exhausted from stripping mm-hmm. i can just stay at home all day and like still make some kind of money mm-hmm. so i cam anywhere from like two days a week to maybe four days a week mm-hmm. uh, depending on how much i'm dancing and they're usually kind of related or so like time. about how many hours so when I'm camming, I try to stay on for like five hours. About. Yeah, so that's like a f- pretty much a full work day. Yeah. Like five hours is a very long time. Yeah, totally. I've stayed on for longer if I'm really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've stayed on for a lot shorter if I make all my money at once. Wow, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say it's kind of depending on what my goal is that day, how tired I am. I love that I can self-determine these things. So like, can you describe like the process? Like... From login, to, from login to log out? Well, login isn't even the beginning. Oh, okay. <laughs> because before I log in, I have to set up everything. I have yeah. to put on my wig, put on my makeup, pick out an outfit, set up my lights, set mm-hmm. up my laptop, set up the webcam. Mm-hmm. Um, that process usually takes about an hour of getting ready. Um, sometimes I, I have a co-performer, and we have to decide what our... Uh, show will entail we have to agree on what acts we're gonna do what toys we're gonna use yeah um so there's usually like a discussion phase beforehand important consent Mm -hmm. i get really high um (laughs) smoke weed on cam every day (laughs) yeah that's also the nice part about these sites is that That is a nice thing i can just hit my bong while streaming oh my god so i remember one time i was like smoking weed on cam and i feel like there's been a time where like people were getting shut down for that but now that like there's so many yeah it depends on the site too chatterbait will shut you down for that yeah um i think i was on like my free cams doing this Mm -hmm. and um i had this client who was like i want you to smoke with me okay Mm -hmm. and so like we were like smoking with each other he was like smoking this special like water pipe and i was like oh what is this he's like it's crack what? <laughs> so he just had like an like a couple hour session like private of him just like smoking crack with me that's funny like he was this like lawyer in california like wow. talking about like it's, it's really nice like the smoke is really thick and pretty it's different than marijuana smoke want to see i was just like wow that's interesting <laughs> he'd like show me his puff of smoke and be very proud of it you know i've done the like we're smoking at the same time thing before but mm-hmm. i've never like had someone specify what they were smoking yeah that's yeah cool. i guess you never quite know never quite but know. he was quite proud of it yeah that's interesting yeah i mean he was having a very good time good for him yeah (laughs) if he's uh smoking crack with the cam girl like yeah i mean he was fine he seemed you know he was doing his thing i'm not gonna judge Mm -hmm. um so you purchased some porn too i love porn so how do you what do you purchase from and like where do you put your money okay let's see gosh so i um we haven't talked about this yet but i also create porn um, so oh, yes, as yes. a porn creator, I feel like really stoked about this wave of porn that's like really independent, like people producing DIY porn in their living room, putting mm-hmm. it on the internet and selling it on their Snapchat or whatever. Um, so a lot of the porn I buy is just from other content creators, directly from them, you know, hit their DMs. Can I buy that video? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> can I get that Snapchat, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I have a subscription 
to Crash Pad. Um, Crash Pad is a really amazing queer porn company based out of San Francisco, I believe. Um, and on their website, uh, which I have a, uh, I think I, I just have like a monthly subscription to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can access all of the videos they've ever made. Um, there's a huge selection, lots of different bodies, lots of different kinks and, uh, fetishes, different kinds of scenes. Um, so it's a really good way for me to find out about other queer performers and also just enjoy like the diversity of queer sex, um, which I have a really hard time finding in porn. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I am really gay, and um, I have a hard time finding mainstream porn that works for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for, like, queer people, gay people, also broadly women. Yeah. (laughs) Femmes overall. Totally. Porn world is not quite made for us, even though it is changing. Yeah. So, um, in terms of, like, porn that's already been made, that's usually where I go. Mm-hmm. I have a secret obsession. Secret Is obsession? Is it a secret? I don't know. Time to disclose. I love cam girls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am the client, and I am also the worker. You're the daddy and the baby. I'm the daddy and the baby. It's true. <laughs> um, and this has kind of, like, blossomed as I have gotten deeper into the world of camming and do it more consistently. Um, but I have been spending some of my money <laughs> on paying cam girls for shows lately. And That's it's so important. really, really fun. Wow. Super rewarding. It started out as research. I was like, yeah, I should probably just watch some cam girls to make mm-hmm. sure I'm doing it right. <laughs> uh, research turned into a couple hours. And <laughs> the next day I went back on and... <laughs> Before you know it that's fun <laughs> i love it yeah it was like why is this uh so appealing to me yeah so do what you watch like mostly singles or couples or? i watch a lot of different stuff i like to go on the front page and just mm. click around everything um i love watching people performing together usually mm-hmm. yeah, i like duos or trios mm, can i, I tell like you about too. the my favorite show i've Please seen recently tell me. the show blew my mind um so it was a show taking place in a kitchen mm-hmm. and there were three beautiful naked girls in the kitchen, three or four. It was a lot of them. <laughs> um, and they each had beautiful, like really unique shoes on. Like one of them was in these like high top platform, uh, white sneakers Uh one of them was in orange stilettos like Mm -hmm. they all just had really cool footwear but completely butt naked other than that Mm -hmm. and they were just squatting on the kitchen floor squirting what on command just like buckets of squirt everywhere all over the floor wow it was so impressive that they could all do this like at the same time at the same time they were synchronized yeah they were synchronized who was who's giving the command I think it was, like, that the show was going so well, and they like hit one, that goal. It was, like, one, two, three, squirt. Well, not quite. Like, <laughs> it wasn't lined up quite like that, but they were in yeah. unison. Were know. they facing you, or were they, like, facing They were facing the, the camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they were, like, actually doing it. Like, you could see. And were they touching themselves? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Some of them had the little love ants. Uh, oh. For those of you who don't know yeah, what a love ants is, that. it's a pink uh little ball with a string on the end kind of was what it looks mm-hmm. like and it's a sex toy that you put in your pussy or your butt and it vibrates um when you get tipped online yeah if can you, you spell it out 
L O V E N S E, I believe. Okay, yeah. yeah.、Um, so if you want to like search that, that's such a great incentive to get people tipping for shows. Yeah. Is having those kinds of vibrators because it's like, it's、fun. a very direct like, you tip, I vibrate. Mm-hmm. And then you just moan more, like, oh, yeah. Even that five cents will go somewhere with 11s. <laughs> <It does laughs> and that's why people donate in like one token in the w o l d The funniest part is having to react when it's like that low of a vibration. Like, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I barely feel it, but. <laughs> This isn't really vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like definitely my favorite ham show I've seen in a while. It was really cool. What's a surprising challenge that most people don't consider about camming? About camming?、Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, there's so many surprising challenges.、Um, I think, like, just the amount of work you have to put in before you really start profiting from、yeah. it. Or even before you log in. Yeah, because. When I was camming for the first couple months and I was doing it,、um, it's been two years since I got into camming with、mm. you know, long breaks in between. But、mm-hmm. um, when I was first getting into it, I literally made nothing. Like, <laughs> I made maybe you know, 50 bucks was my best day.、Yeah. Um, and it was fun, but it like, was not worth it for me at all.、Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it took some like, space for me to. Uh, take a break from it, learn another hustle. I think learning stripping actually made me a better cam girl.、Um, and then get back into it with a more serious lens, being able to really invest in the equipment I needed、mm-hmm. and the time that I would need to do it. I mean, really,、um, like stripping is a great like, launch pad to have the financial means to do yeah, some other stuff. It really helped.、Um, and just like knowing how to talk to people. Knowing how to talk, yeah, definitely. And all that. Yeah, so I think that's. Something that a lot of people don't understand is it is not easy by any means. No, Even it's if a you full, full-time get、job. to work from home, like, yeah, there's just so much that has to go into there's it. There's so much preparation. Other thing, your content will be stolen、mm-hmm. and uploaded to the internet no matter what you do. No matter what you do. So if you don't want people to be able to find your face, don't cam. No, you, I mean, there's really no way to hide it because, like I've mentioned in multiple episodes, like they just put like little spyware bots and just like steal your shit, you know?、Yeah. They download as you upload immediately. So you also are an independent porn producer. Yes. So, how, what do you do and how do you do it? And what、wow. kinds of content do you produce? Yeah, so this is something I've been getting into lately.、Um, I sell pretty. Basic content, like a lot of just solo videos of me jerking off.、Um, I sell videos of me with other people as well.、Um, so I have like a video for sale with Mika Tanaka. Hit me up in my DMs if you want to buy it. Yeah.、Um, <laughs> I have a video for sale with Bailey Stone. I have、uh, OnlyFans where I sell all the videos. I have a ManyVids where I sell the videos. I also sell my videos through Instagram DMs and、uh, Cash App, which is my favorite way to go because、mm-hmm. then I get all the money.、Mm-hmm. Um, What percentage、um, do you, does it take like, if you use another account, like Fans Only or something?、Uh, OnlyFans takes $2 only off fans, of、rather. every subscription. So my subscription cost is $10. I only make $8.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So, like,、uh, subscription is $10, you make $8.、Mm-hmm. Um, Like, say you wanted to purchase one video, how do you value that? So, 
with OnlyFans, you can't buy one video. Mm, um, so it's only the subscription. Yeah, it's a subscription. But if you site. DM Star. If you DM me, I will sell whatever video you're looking for. I'll email it to you. Um, I sell my videos for around $20, $25. Discounts for sex workers, of course. Yeah. Um, depending on the video, if there's another performer in the video, I'll be probably splitting the cost with mm-hmm. them. So So you want to sell it for more, it ideally. For more. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, because you want to be very fair to, like, your co-producers or your co-contributors. Exactly. It's very important. So do you feel like people are a stranger in real life or online? Oh, my God. People are just freaky everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. No, man, like, honestly, people are freaky everywhere. Like, what? okay, tell me an, an IRL freaky thing. That's, so many and, and not in a bad way like i don't want to hear like another roofie thing right no i think I mean, freaky is different than like horrifying freaky. yeah or, like, freaky versus experience. just like like traumatic. i love freaks <laughs> i love freaks. Yeah. i love when people come to me with their yeah. kinks um i've had all kinds of kinks at the club uh i've had people want me to like crush their balls with oh, my the best pleasers thing. oh my gosh tell me about your uh ball crusher guy Oh, so he comes into the club every Saturday. Uh, all the girls know who he is. He has a foot fetish. Um, <laughs> he's very demanding. I actually stopped seeing him because he wasn't willing to tip the right amount for mm-hmm. like all of the extra service he's demanding. Yeah. Um, but he wants you to uh, like humiliate him and, and crush his balls and step on his dick and like. <laughs> I think he wanted me to role play with him the first time, but he does this all in a lap dance. Uh So if there are other people in the lap dance section, they'll see you crushing his balls. Yeah, I hate it whenever (laughs) people have like major fetishes and they're like, I want to go to like the most public like, dance just buy area. A room, just but buy some privacy. I think he liked the voyeurism. I mean, I yeah, it's like shitty that that's like part of it, and he doesn't like tip the balance, like the difference. Yeah, he wasn't willing to like tip on top of the lap dance uh, for what that's crazy was being demanded. Yeah, that's just uh, absurd to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just a lot of like you know torturing his dick with my shoes. Yeah, um, he likes being. Does he uh, like just like the like the blunt end, or does he like the pointy? He heel? likes the pointy end. Uh-huh. He also likes it when you take your shoes off and put your foot in his mouth. <laughs> oh, that's like so nasty to I me. Know, and like, nasty. I mean, I don't mind it. Like, mostly it's just a lot of sensation whenever somebody wants my foot in their mouth. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I know what's on the floor here, right? And you don't it's want cum. that. And it's it's <laughs> it's come. Cum. Cum. It's 100%. urine. It's a lot of other things. And drinks. Drinks. I've knocked over so many drinks. Drinks. Vomit. <laughs> Yeah, so the foot guys. It's not something that you want in your mouth, guys. But you and know what? Yeah, I I, I think do it's part love of it though. The kinky ones and the foot guys are fine with me. Like we can have a fun session together. Yeah, just, you know, be willing to pay for the extras. That I, you're agree, for. I agree. I um, agree. It's always I, fun to have like a kinky person. Yeah, if in this my guy experience. had been paying me, I would have had no problem yeah. with what he was asking me to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kicking him in the dick as hard as I could was really oh, fun. There's nothing better honestly. than that. Yeah, it felt great. I love mushing people's balls and dicks and whatnot. It's like yeah. so satisfying. It really is. <sighs> I'm like always like slightly worried. I'm like, what if like something like if he develops? What if some we kind break of something? Yeah, right? What if I break his dick? What if he starts <laughs> bleeding everywhere? Like, yeah. What if I puncture? What if you rupture a testicle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially These if you're using the concerns. pointy ends. And they really just don't think that far. They're yeah, just they're like, not. They're just like, just hurt me. Just hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Choke me, daddy. 
Uh, something like that. No, something I, like, no, it's more like crush my I balls. much prefer <laughs> being dominant uh, in a sex work setting. Yeah, me too. Sure. Me too. Whenever for people sure. like... I, you know, the weirdest thing for me is whenever clients like want to get up and like try and like dance on me or like be on top. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Uh, that's when happening. there's like yeah. not Let enough give room. You a dance, babe. Yeah, they do that too. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do? You're not a professional. I like, hate it when they start to like try to grind back on mm-hmm. you. Like they try to set the rhythm and it's like, no, no, no. no like, you like, sit down and don't move. You should just. I yeah, do my job. Don't move. Yeah. This is. A you dance. don't have to thrust your hips. You're I'm good. I'm the dancer. Yeah. When yeah. When they start thrusting, I'm like, you need to chill. Yeah. Like sometimes, like people will like thrust me off of their lap. I'm like, what? <laughs> is this not what you wanted? Like I don't think you understand. Like you have to like help me by holding me in place if you're gonna like be this wild. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not just like velcroed onto you. If only. So it's time for a commercial break. Ooh. It's time for breakfast. Some say it's the most important meal of the day, but are you really ready to break the fast? You made it through eight hours of not eating already. Why stop there? Scientists recently discovered that breakfast is in fact not the most important meal of the day. The study suggesting we're all comprised of data manufactured by the cereal industry. It's time to take down big cereal and hold these crooks accountable. Every morning I start my day, I take a big breath of air, and I feel ready. No more cereal and milk. I don't need dessert shavings in a pool of milk, and neither do you. Today, we're holding a no fast breaks rally at the General Mills HQ, and we need you there. It's time to take down the tyranny of big cereal. Join us. August 25th, 2019, and March with us to tell Big Cereal we don't need no fast breaks. Bruh, I love breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. It's my favorite meal. I love breakfast. I eat breakfast all late. There's nothing wrong with breakfast. I just ate breakfast, actually. Oh. You had a croissant. Yeah, it was delicious. So uh, let's do like a quick uh, text from clients. Do you have any text from clients? Let me go into my vault. (laughs) <laughs> so while I, you're looking for that, yeah, I, go ahead. I have a recent client who's a chiropractor who came in and I really needed a massage. Um, and I'd been like considering paying an actual chiropractor to like rub out my knots and like pop my back and shit. But then this man walked into the club and he was obviously not buying dances. I like saw him shooing away people. So I was like, I'm not going to talk to him for money, but I will accept a back rub from this man. Um, and it was because Clover came up and was like, that guy won't buy a dance, but he is a chiropractor. <laughs> so anyway, I like let him rub me down in the club for like 30 minutes straight, like a 30 minute like back alignment situation. He was like pushing like my vertebrae in line and stuff like that. It was like, this is what I needed. And I was like, why don't we have this at the club normally? Like having like sports masseuse type shit. Cause we're all like, we're essentially like professional athletes, like what we do and like having a sports massage would be so helpful. So anyway, we exchanged numbers and now he sent me this like, uh, the quote brain gym activity sheet and this is pretty much like taken straight out of what feels like my elementary school textbooks and he like circled various things <laughs> that I should do so like one of them is like doodling another is belly breathing and then he did like this cross crawl one sipping water is like his primary goal though he's like you need to be sipping water it's something called brain buttons anyway I've 
I'm going to post this somewhere so that you guys have an idea of like the, the amazingness that this chart is that he sent me. And then he like has been texting me intermittently. Remember to continue to drink plenty of water. That's excellent. Yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. It's like very core advice. It's the like, genuine concern for your He's really well-being. concerned, and he's like, you need to drink a lot of water, okay? <laughs> he's told me to drink water so many times. <laughs> so obviously I'm he really dehydrated cares. or something. <laughs> I'm just, like, wading through these texts right now. I wish you guys could see just the sheer volume yeah, because of you, numbers I have in my you phone. You separate people into, like, Google chat numbers. Yeah, so if you're a client listening... Sorry, you don't have my real number. You have my Google Voice number. <laughs> oh my gosh, one time saw that I was using uh, a client saw that I was using Gchat mm-hmm. and was like and saw me typing in like a different messenger. He's like, "Oh, I guess you're using a different messenger for me, like not like out of my phone." <laughs> like, yeah, you're a stranger. Like, you're you a strange so, man. <laughs> sorry, so sorry, maybe, I care about my safety. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a safety precaution. It is. It There's is. There's nothing more, nothing less. Uh, it's good to have like a difference between work and uh, like all the other contacts in my phone. Yeah, get it is. Otherwise, and I have way too many numbers to keep track of. Oh my god, I have so many numbers. Like at this point, I have mm-hmm. to differentiate between clients mm-hmm. by like little details. Like this is Bob from Vegas, or this is not the mean Tom. Yes. Like this is like my technique is I always give the client uh, my number and I say text me your name because one I suck at names and I definitely have forgotten their name at that point yeah um, and two I can't save the contact in my phone otherwise mm-hmm. it'll save under my real contact so yeah. that's the only way I can know who I'm talking but to. the other hard thing is like you're gonna get like a million different robs in a night you know so right. you're like which of the robs that I met today did I get my number to and what do you look like in any way like <laughs> yeah there's they're all named the same they're right? all the same names it's ridiculous it's yeah it's really hard <laughs> <laughs> I know so many robs yeah the one uh text I'm looking at right now is from a Michael mm. so Michael texted me his name and then like uh, the next day I'm assuming I met him at the club so the next day he says too much fun and sometimes i like to just say weird shit to like fuck with customers to see how they're gonna react and i was on my like uh phase where i was just like making fun of scene boys and like that age of the internet um and i responded with rar with a colon and a three you know that phase yes yes <laughs> throwback like, rar because i thought it would be fucking funny and <clears throat> He says, hi, done for today, sup, and I don't reply for like two days, and then, okay, so he said that on May 17th, he said, hi, done for today, sup, so I don't reply, and then on June 24th, he just says, rar, question mark. What? Oh my god. (laughs) And here it is, you can see it. Oh my god. Rar. Rar. Like, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> wow. Was, was it like he didn't understand what it was? Or like he was like, like also rawing back at you? He just didn't know what to and say. And he probably would have rar XD'd you. Or like, if they knew. From May 17th to June, he was like still thinking about my rar. Wow. <laughs> June 24th. Like, it was the he end just of re- June. He reflected back. He was like, let me just think about it. Just like, what could rar have meant? What could rar? Star said rar to me. Yeah. With the colon and the three. I don't know. Does she like me? I think she likes me. Are we going to hang out again? Is she going to suck my dick? I think she'll oh. like, suck my dick this time. I mean, she said rar. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Okay. Well, that was text from clients, you guys. And this has been another episode of How in the Know. So where can we find you, Miss... Mr. Star. Oh my God. You can find me literally everywhere, but I think the best place to find me would probably be my Instagram, which is star underscore champagne. Star with two R's. Star. S T A R R underscore champagne. It's a private account because I've been shut down many times, but mm-hmm. please follow me and I will accept your request. Excellent. So please follow Star. I am Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. Please support this project on Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. Uh, please donate like $5. That would be amazing to keep this float uh, because I have to pay for all of these episodes right now. So thank you for tuning in to another episode and um, stay slutty. Keep stay it slutty. Stay slutty. <laughs> Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. It's not over yet. <laughs> it's not girl over. Or it's not over yet. Oh, you know, I want to like have another phrase like um, if you're... <laughs> If you're a thought, then you've probably thought about social media representation. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All right. All right. Thoughts you think. Thoughts you think. All right. Anyway, have a good one, you guys. Bye. Bye. More money. I want your money. I want more money. 